Hey everyone, welcome back to Daily Manna, where we're learning to feed upon the Word of God chapter by chapter. Today, we begin a new book, the book of Hebrews, and Hebrews is written to the Hebrew believers. These were Jews who believed in the Lord, had received Him, but they were having some difficulty. They were lingering in Judaism, remaining in the things of the law, and God speaking in this book. He wanted to encourage them to leave behind the things of religion, of the law, and to cross over to Christ, who is superior to everything related to Judaism. And this term, crossover, is significant because actually the root of the word Hebrew means to cross over. It can actually specifically refer to crossing over a river from one side to the other side. So actually you could say that a Hebrew is a river crosser. And we actually see this in the history of God's people. Consider Noah. There was a flood that came, and that separated Noah from one old evil generation situation to a new, a new beginning, a new start. Abraham left Chaldea, which was filled with idols, and he crossed over a river into the good land. Even the children of Israel, God's people, they crossed the Red Sea. We remember this story, and eventually they crossed the Jordan, and they entered into God's land to build the temple. They were crossing rivers, God's people, little by little. Even you and me, when we got baptized, that was a crossing of a river. Our old life was left behind, and we had a new life with the Lord. So this book is actually written to all of us. We are all river crossers, crossing over from the old to the new. And this entire book is filled with wonderful matters of what we are crossing over to. Actually, this is the way that even the Lord wrote this book to the Hebrews. You know, they were caught up with religion, you know, and that's just to do something for God, to serve God, to worship God without Christ. This is possible to attempt to do things for God, but without Christ, forgetting about Christ. That is a definition, really, of religion, because everything as a Christian has to do with Christ. But how did the Lord try to reach these believers? It wasn't by just exhorting them to say, okay, you know, hold to this person, do this, care for Christ, forget, but it's actually to present a contrast. This whole book is a contrast of how Christ is superior to all these things. You have the angels, the law, the covenants. When you put both these together, you realize, wow, Christ is far, far superior. But who is the Christ that we're looking at in this book? Maybe we spend a lot of time considering the Christ in the Gospels who lived on the earth, who ultimately died on the cross. We appreciate, we treasure the crucified Christ. But right now, where is Christ? Well, you might be saying, he's in my spirit. That's right. He lives inside of you. He's also at the same time, he's in the heavens. And you could really say, Christ is the present Christ. Where is the Christ now? The Christ today. Even in this book, he's shown as the Christ on the throne. He is our daily salvation. He's our moment-by-moment supply. You know, highlighting two things that Christ has revealed to us in this book, he's our high priest. It says that he lives always to intercede for us. Did you realize that? The Christ today, 
He lives to pray for you, to intercede for you, that you would be open to receive him, to be filled with him. He's also referred to as a minister of the holy places. He is serving us with not only his life, but with his grace, his power, to strengthen us, to live a heavenly life on earth. This is the Christ now. This is the present Christ who is living in our spirit and is on the throne in the heavenlies. Just like in verse 3, it says, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. This is where Christ is. He is concerned for us, considering us, and he wants us to cross over, to leave our old life, to leave the law, to leave trying to be a better person, to do things, just to hold to him the superior one, to care for him and to care for our spirit where we find him. So as we read this book, take into consideration these first two verses. Verse 1 says, God having spoken. Our God is a speaking God. You know, if God didn't speak, he would be mysterious. We wouldn't know him. We wouldn't know anything about him. But God has spoken. In verse 1, he's spoken in many ways, many portions. You know, we have the Bible Even in the Old Testament, there were many different ways that God would speak. But in verse 2, to us, he speaks in the Son, in Christ. God is speaking to us. As we come to the Word, even as you read Hebrews, may we listen to the Lord's voice. Even tell him, Lord, I'd like to hear your speaking. In verse 3, even with the Word, it says, The Lord upholds and bears all things by the Word of his power. Not only was the universe came into being by God's word, but even everything in our situation. The Lord upholds it by his word, his word, his living word. This is not just the black and white words of the Bible, but his instant speaking as we come to the words. The Lord wants to speak to us something on every page, every verse. He wants to share something with us that would apply to us at that moment. That upholds us, that bears us that strengthens us. We see Christ and we hear Christ in every word. Our God is speaking to us in the word and revealing to us the wonderful superior Christ that we would leave everything else and cross over to him and hold to him. So as we dive into the book of Hebrews, I hope we would see Christ on every page and in every chapter. That's all the time we have for today. Keep enjoying the Bible.